sit down and buckle up, y'all. This is a podcast that will knock your mismatched socks off. We drink, we swear, and we talk true crime and the paranormal. I'm Jess. I'm Jason. And this is Bad Nerves and Box Wine. Today's episode episode is on cult. And boy, have we got a doozy. Jace, you want to give us a quick definition of what a cult actually is? Yep, ab- absolutely. In modern English, a cult is a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs, or it's a common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. Ah, uh, wiki. Okay. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? Uh, I think you got a pretty good one here. I've got a doozy. Now, I did a lot of research into a lot of different cults trying to find one perfect for this. And all I can say is this one was insane. Like, I'm talking Jim Jones, keep your Kool-Aid. You got nothing on Joseph DeMambro in the Order of the Solar Temple. Even though it was flavor aid, not Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's fine. This one's good. Alright. Now, Mambro was born in 1947 and raised Catholic, even attended a private Catholic school, and he was, like, creepy level attached to his mom. Like, I'm talking, she, like, walked him to school every day, he never left his mommy's side, it's, like, some level of, we already knew this guy was gonna turn out to be really weird, cause mommy issues. He's got mommy issues. The worst part is, in this pristine private Catholic school, he was described as just an average student like he was just okay he's got mommy issues. that's all you have to be in the world today mommy issues and you're okay student you can go on in life well in about the 50s he started like really getting into the occult and he described it as a way for him to venture out and seek others and we knew this guy was going to be in some crazy stuff not only because of the mommy issues and the okay student but in the 70s, he was arrested for impersonating a psychiatrist and about the same time for writing bad checks. Because psychiatrists and bad check writing, that's how you get in, get through life as an okay student. With mommy issues. With mommy issues. Don't forget, we have lots of them. Okay. And then so for all your parents him. out there, if you have any of those symptoms in your kid, I suggest contacting some psychological. Or they're going to lead a crazy freaking cult. Are there going to be a cult? Unless you want that. Who knows? Unless you want your kid to be a crazy fucking cult leader, get some help. For God's sake. I don't know. Most po- I don't know, Jess. The most popular um, profession these days is to be a YouTuber or Ariana Grande. So being cult leader might not be too far off. <laughs> well, I mean, have you seen Ariana? I'd be part of her cult. <laughs> This is not the point of this this podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. Back to Crazy Man Bro. In 1973, he founded the Center for the Preparation of the New Age. And apparently that didn't work out too great. So he, in 1975, established the Golden Way Foundation to, quote, meet like-minded individuals. That's a scary thought. But must say that is a scary thought. Like-minded individuals. What did he put in the ad? If you were raised Catholic, you're an okay student, you've got creepy level mommy issues, and you once faked being a psychiatrist, this is the place for you? I, that sounds accurate to me. I mean, I'd respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he later, 
he met his later-to-be partner in crime, okay, Luke Zorek. That's the best you get on my French accent right there. Didn't he study to be a doctor as well? Yes. He was decided he was just, like, almost done. Like, almost had his PhD, and then one day was just like, nope, don't like Western medicine anymore. I'm going to go study spirituality and alternative medicine. So, for so all you people went, out there, like, sense oils, that sounds about right. <laughs> he went from penicillin to here, put some peppermint oil on it, you'll be fine. It's fine. That's how you solve it. Exactly. Well, in his search for spirituality and alternative medicine, he came across the Golden Way Foundation. Now, the Golden Way Foundation apparently had a lot of actually really high members. Like, I'm talking Swedish watchmakers, uh, high-level Canadian businessmen and CEOs. There was even a Swedish composer and conductor. But later he testified against the order and had his name removed through the um, Right to Forget Act through Google and had his name struck in from, like, all records. So I, I couldn't find his name. He is he, mysteriously gone. He is the mysterious Swedish composer. But the two of them got together, and apparently it was a meeting of the crazy, because from here on out, shit just gets bonkers. They brainwashed all of their followers into believing they were communicating with a 16th century master of the Rosy Cross that had was somehow, get this, still alive and hiding in an underground retreat near Zurich. Because any, any, any headquarters needs to be in Zurich. In an underground retreat. I'm sorry, if I'm from the 16th century and I'm still alive, I'm not going to be in an underground retreat. I'm only kicking in a spa somewhere. However, I have been to Switzerland. There is great spas. So, I mean, they had their idea, ideology, you know, somewhat correct as far as the areas. So he's just kicking so, it in some underground spa, like, giving orders. It, if this was true, can you Mason just imagine? Rituals. Can you just, um, yeah. Can you just imagine if this was true and there was some 16th century dude chilling in an underground spa? They come down there and they're like, Master, what do we do? And he's just like, I don't know. Tell them you're Jesus or something. And then they leave and they, and he's just laughing like, God, they're idiots. Yep. Sounds like most, uh, most modern day religions. Wait for it. Jorette started calling himself Jesus. He was so super charismatic, like, super charming that everyone believed him when he said that he had to have sex with a different female follower before each ritual to make it work. Like, he was straight up just like, uh, Sue, I'm gonna bone you today, and if I don't, this ritual won't work, and our 16th century dude in the underground spa is gonna be pissed. And she was just like, well, <laughs> I guess we're doing this then. Gotta do it for the spa, dude. The 16th century spa, dude. At one point, they had at least, um, what is it? Uh, what is it? At one point, they had at least 5,000 followers over Switzerland, Canada, and France. Literally. <laughs> well, apparently, by 92, the cult leaders had made so many unfulfilled predictions that this underground spa dude had told them what was going to happen that some sick followers started to have some serious doubts. 
one of these doubters exposed them, like, straight up. Mambro had hired him. He was an electrician. This dude's name was Tony Dweck. Mambro hired Tony to set up the elaborate projection system that showed the quote-unquote spirits they claimed they were conjuring. And he was just like, nah, bruh. I set up that projector. I know what that is. And he starts telling folks. And then he takes off. Tony tells everybody this is just a scam. And then hightails his ass over to Quebec. Because if you run away, if you run away to Canada, you're safe, right? Wrong. After Tony's escape, Mambro got so pissed off about being called out on his shit, he supposedly handpicked and sent a 34-year-old fanatical member named Joel Eager to exact his revenge. How perfect is it that this dude's last name is Eager? Like, he was just eager. You know, actually, when I was reading about this, I did not think about it. That's probably a good reason why he was one of the hand-picked ones. He was he's like, so you, eager you're so this. eager. And he's like, yes, that's my name. What? Yes, eager. So Come apparently here. him <laughs> and this couple, Jerry and Colette Garot... I'm, <laughs> I'm too southern for these names, y'all. Flew from Switzerland into Quebec and stayed at the Morian Heights Chalet. On October 4th, 1994, Duet and his family got a phone call saying, Hey, we're at the chalet. We're your buddies. Come see us. And he was, and him and his family of his wife and his like three month old child were like, Cool. Y'all got out too. We're going to come see you. Unfortunately, it didn't end well. Upon arriving at the chalet, all three of them were brutally attacked and killed. This is the part where we stop laughing and it gets serious. Tony was beaten over the head with what was believed to have been a baseball bat. His throat was slashed from ear to ear and he was stabbed over 50 times in the chest. Do you know how much... I watched a whole lot and did a lot of research into that being stabbed over 50 times in the chest. It literally wears you out so bad. Like, can you imagine the amount of rage and just crazy this person had to be to stab this man over 50 times in the chest? And then his wife, Nikki, Nikki Duet, was once the seamstress in charge of all the ceremonial robes and capes. She was stabbed 18 times in the back, four in the throat, and once, once in each breast. Amount of rage you have to have in a person to you, you hear about these murders in general and serial killers all the time, but at a certain level, where do you draw the line of crazy or just massively pissed? I mean, they were walking that border awfully hard because you got to think about it. It's they probably have a lot of rage from this dude calling them out. And they're all mad because he called out their Jesus. <laughs> and don't call out your Jesus. <laughs> Just for Jesus. folks at home, don't call out your Jesus if you have one. <laughs> or your Jesus if you're family. And the sheer amount of crazy that it took for them to believe that they were actually doing something important by killing these people. Like, they thought this was the will of God they were carrying out by killing this family. Here's the sad part. I'll admit, I cried at this part of the documentary I watched. The three-month-old son, Emmanuel, 
was found with a wooden stake through his heart, hidden behind a water heater. Mambro had declared he was the Antichrist and needed to be killed. Three months old with a wooden stake through his little baby heart. I, I couldn't even, like, I had to pause that part. I was just like, oh my god. <sighs> and that's when you cross the border of insanely angry to just insane. plain insane. Like, you can't get around that. Like, your beliefs are so that hardened, though. And that brings up good, you know, topics about cults in general when you look at it. Is to be in a cult based on that definition, you have to have such heart into what you believe in or whatever your scam you're doing. Because some of these guys in these cults, they truly do believe that they are Jesus. That that little kid was the Antichrist. This guy knew what he was doing, though. He knew he was scamming everybody. Because he had them set up these elaborate devices. Like, I saw pictures of them. They were, like, bundles of matches with, like, it, like, plugged into the wall, and it was on a timer to send an electric spark that would set the matches on fire. Jesus. They set up these elaborate devices to burn down the building. When they, like, after they sorted through the ash and everything and found them, They had committed suicide. Like, they had taken poison to commit suicide before the place even burned down. On the same day in Sherry, Switzerland, authorities were called to a farmhouse that had been occupied by the cult members at the edge of town. Inside a secret room, they found 22 corpses still in their ceremonial robes. Because apparently they love these robes, y'all. It's a thing, even in cults. Many had plastic bags over their heads and were suffocated, and some had been shot. Before they burned the place down, they killed themselves. To anyone who's thinking about committing a crime and then burning the place down to destroy the evidence, let me go ahead and warn you guys, it don't work. Don't. Don't try. Don't commit crimes, guys. Don't commit crimes, but if you burn the place down, it don't work. The next three days, houses burned in the village of Oh, Lord, y'all, bear with me. Grange sur Sullivan, Switzerland. Inside, another 25 more members were found dead. Like, previously dead and then set the place on fire through these elaborate devices. A few years later, in France, 16 more members were found dead in a fire. Both Joret and Mambro were confirmed dead in that fire. In the very last one? Mm-hmm. In the oh. one in France. Okay. They, yeah. were so, they were burnt so far beyond recognition, Swiss police identified Mambro by his dental records that had been provided by Quebec police. Okay. In reality, this, this dude really needed to uh, fry very much so. Among the dead of all these mass apparent suicides, not only were the Dutois assassins, but... The cult leaders, Mambro's 12-year-old daughter, and Camille Pillet, a 68-year-old millionaire who had contributed millions to the cult and was in charge of their finances. Come to find out, after checking up on Mambro and his buddy in charge of his finances there, the cult was a cover for an elaborate money laundering and weapons ring. It was... Like, they scammed all of these people and brainwashed them into thinking that they were some sort of deity just to take their money 
and wander it. Guys, that's what we have. 16th century spa demons that control us, the world. Telling us, give us your money. This stuff's gonna happen, I promise. And then when it don't happen, they're just like, um, what? So you just, like, burn them all down, and it's over. By the end of this, and here's another, it gets crazy, y'all. Mambro's son was also one of the ones that totally outed him and walked out on it. By the end of all of this, with Mambro and Jorette dead, there was roughly a hundred followers in, like, how many years with this? Between... It was probably about... Between 84 and 92, 94. So, roughly 10 years. And they went from well over 5,000 with high-level Canadian CEOs and Swiss, 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 Swiss makers. Swiss, <laughs> Swiss. Say that six times fast, guys. Watch makers <laughs> to barely a hundred people. And even Mambro's own son was like, y'all, he cray. So, yeah, my research on this, everything I looked at, some, yeah. My research on this, everything I looked at, gave me a new detail, and it was just like, wow, this just gets crazier and crazier. That is a pretty insane story. I mean, trust me, I've got a couple of different things in mind that is pretty absurd itself. Um, mine is in Japan, actually. Japan? Wow. Um. Yep, we're traveling today <laughs> we're just we're just going all over we've been to canada we've been to switzerland some dude in the basement of some swedish spa so hey yep and now we're gonna travel to japanese subway station all right that's well, where my story starts all right well let's hit it all right so so for the cult that we're going to be talking about today, you know, again, it's, it was in Japan. It was also actually pretty recent for the most part. It was actually in 1995. Um, the, uh, the actual cult itself, though, its structure was in yoga meetings. So yoga? Instead of, yep, yoga meetings are now apparently cults. It's See, that's why I never went to those. Uh-uh. Exercise is the devil. <laughs> Exercise is the devil in this case. <laughs> Yoga classes in subway stations in Japan. Trust me, I got one for you. He was, the founder was Shoko Asera. I'm going to totally butcher these names, but you guys can look it up here. Um, It's members and... Last calculation was in 2011, had about 1,650 members. Um, it actually, the attacks happened out. in 19... Yep, all doing yoga. In the original, that's how they covered it up. So in uh, between the years of 1984 and 2007 is when this cult was active. The most notorious subway station attacks was actually in 1995. Um, the Tokyo subway sarin attack was found to be responsible for the, uh, one previous the last year. But basically what happened, it was a doomsday cult. So yoga, 
and Doomsday. They found the connection between them. Well, when I do um, yoga, it's Doomsday, so... <laughs> so, it was actually... Um, so, the, the founder actually originated... It was, again, a sort of the yoga clubs and the classes. And they turned into a designated terrorist organization by several countries. Russia, Canada, United States, and the European Union. Oh, my... So, back to what happened in 1995. The cult started attracting controversy in the late 1980s, um, holding cult members against their will, forcing them to donate money, and murdering cult members who tried to leave. Uh, In 1989, the group's negotiations, um, an anti-cult lawyer threatening a lawsuit against them, would potentially bankrupt the group. It failed. That same month, the leader sh- showed up for a talk show on Japanese TV station TV, uh, TBS. The network <laughs> then had an interview secretly known to the group without notifying the leader, intentionally breaking the protection of sources. TBS had to cancel the broadcast. Well, the though. following month, his wife and child went missing. So he was already pretty pissed off in the beginning. A night uh, June 27th, 1995, the cult carried out chemical weapons attack against civilians of Risaran into the central Japanese city of Matsumoto. With the help of a converted refrigerator truck, members of the cult released a cloud of serum which floated near the homes of judges who were overseeing the lawsuit concerning a real estate dispute which was predicted to go against the cult. They killed eight... eight official members and harmed 500 more the investigation focused only on the incident local attack and failed to implicate the cult at the time it was only after the tokyo subway attack that was discovered that they were originally the ones you know going after because so these these people making them do exercise stealing their wife and kid and then killing folks Exactly, with binary chemical weapon. Lord have mercy. God Again, bless their heart. exercise is the devil. Um, they also coordinated an attack on five trains in the Tokyo subway system, killing 13 commuters, seriously injuring 54 and affecting 980 more. Some estimates claim as many as 6,000 people were injured in this attack. Can you imagine being on that subway and being one that wasn't injured or anything and you're just like in a different car like i just want to go home from work it gets even better over the next week of following the attacks they actually found laboratories to manufacture factor drugs such as lsd meth and the crude form of truth serum a safe containing millions of useless dollars in cash and gold many still containing prisoners during the raids, statements issued that the chemicals were fertilizers. Over the next six weeks, over 150 cult members were arrested for a variety of offenses. All right, y'all can't see my face right now, but my jaw is like on the ground. I'm like, what? That is too much. So they stuff. also put everybody in prisons and had binary chemical warfare, and they also looped in four other countries. And then this was up until 2007. They didn't really get these guys in 2007. Oh, my good. Oh, my Lord. 
Mm. For over 15 years, only three fugitives were actively sought. At 11.50 p.m. on 31st of December 2011, the leader surrendered himself to police and was arrested on suspicion of being involved in the 1995 abduction. Originally, when they were kidnapping the wife and the kid, he was also interrogated for that as well. On June 3rd, 2012, police captured the second fugitive acting on a tip from local residents. Oh my. Local so, residents. So his neighbor's sitting over there going, y'all, he's doing yoga and he's got drugs. That like actually, describes uh, most if, of California. Yeah, pretty much. And don't forget, Russia was also involved in this. Oh my lord. Oh my lord. If Russia's involved, so, y'all in trouble. Yeah, we were very much duration us. So, that's what I got for you guys today as far as Japanese cults. Well, it might not have been a long story, but whoo, was it nuts. So, thanks for listening to Batters and Boxed Wine. Until next week. <laughs>